Welcome back, everyone, to the Cancelled for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aviation maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes of giving you that split-seconds relief in your day that can prevent a mishap. I am your host, Six. MVP is currently still out handling some life matters, but he will be back soon. Our third host, Shoreline, is here back again, silently in the back, monitoring our audio and ensuring that our faces stay fit for radio. I am not by myself, though, uh, besides Shoreline. I, we are joined once again with Brian from the Finding Demo Surf Fishing Podcast. Welcome back, Brian. What up? Good to, hear. Good to be here on a better audio format this time versus this loud explosion that it was last time. It- Complete mess up on my side as usual. Way to go, Bri. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, man. Hey, well, but you know, man, we're classing up. We're being professional now. Air quote, professional. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys have not checked out Brian's podcast, definitely go look it up. The Finding Demo po- Surf Fishing podcast, where they talk about surf fishing, fishing in general, tips, tricks, and all the wizardry that goes behind it. I myself haven't picked up a reel in a while. And... I probably will as soon as this heat wave decides to turn off. Because it's a heat wave. What are you talking just, about, West Coast? It just absolutely <laughs> freaking blows to be outside. I swear, man. Like, I feel like I'm back in the middle of Fuxville, like, with the amount of heat that's coming on. Like, on a air quote cold day, it's like 105. And then when yeah. it decides to, like, you know what? I think it could be a little bit more intense you know super smoke mode you know (laughs) super smoke mode dust wind and 115 degrees like oh my god you guys are getting crushed out there i mean granted it's hot here but for us it's humid i mean it's florida if if any of you've been to florida you guys know it's it's just it's satan's taint but i mean it's just (laughs) man it's this summer has been relentless and you guys are just getting cooked i mean fires the normal summer the whole piece there i mean the only place that's somewhat comfortable is maybe three miles offshore it's like it's yeah. so hot there right now yeah you, you know what you're absolutely right and but then then it kind of gets packed too because now everybody wants to go there and so now it's just heat by volume versus weather <laughs> yeah uh yeah, so it's, it's so last episode my my wife nine and i talked about taking a moment for self-care self-improvement uh brian yourself you took a much needed pause for some self-care among other things uh, myself, I've been taking a lot more roles in my job. I caught the flu back to back. That was not fun. I mean, yeah. even with that episode I did with nine, I was so out of it. But I said, you know what? Let's just get it get it over with. Let's just crush it. Let's let's put our two cents in and move move forward. And um, sometimes life uh, gets tired of waiting for its turn. <laughs> yeah, it decides yeah. to cut the line or cut to the head of the line when when you know when you neglected enough. And so it <laughs> does, man. Put it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, fuck your speed pass. I'm just cut yep. right in front of everybody. <laughs> fuck yeah. your couch. And, and so that's kind of like something about we, we're going to be exploring today is not just taking the moment, not taking the break and hey, just let life take its turn, man. When it starts calling, like, you know what? Hey, you know what? Your number, your tickets cu- uh, being called up and, you know, maybe some transitions that we have to weigh out because I mean, each of us have. Uh, had to um, do some internal math, life math <laughs> to um, for some uh, shift in priorities. 
I feel like I feel like you're talking my language here, man. What are you, are you stalking me on social media or something? What are you talking? Are we, are we texting or some shit after this? I mean, I, I mean, I think it's just a, I think it's just a commonality, man. Like you know, oh, like God, e- it is like uh, mutual, uh, e- separate but mutual um, suffering, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. divergent or uh, divergent evolution. I don't know, <laughs> divergent <laughs> suffering, <laughs> divergent suffering, similar the, but different. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's funny too. You I mean you're you're damn right, but. It's every one of us, we, we will go at any, it doesn't matter your industry. We're all knuckle draggers. We're all going to push to our maximum limits and just give it all we got. And it's just, you know, it could be called a generational thing, whatever you want. But I mean, we are all just going to keep grinding and grinding and grinding. It is so easy to grind and just be like, I'll take care of me later. I can yes. handle this later. Yes. And and especially when you like, you've hit a groove, right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes you don't realize how fast you're going just because of how, progressive things are coming at you and it's kind of like when you're on a freeway when everyone's doing 90 it's kind of like maybe i should be doing that too (laughs) you feel weird by going the speed limit and people actually look at you stupid when you do like "Ah, but you know like this is my pace though man but okay whatever move seventh gear it is and (laughs) and go forward um dude it's and the worst one is and i will happily air my laundry here it's not just us, the suffering too, you know, I've been married to my wife for good Lord, almost 15. I think we're coming up on 15 years. We've been together down near 20. Yeah. You're, you're suffering is one part, but when you're, you bring in the dash two or, you know, the the other, your significant other and your spouse or however you look at it, they are a huge piece of that puzzle. And it's easy to forget about their burnout too. Because if you're just trugging along and you're in your regular flow of things, it's real easy to get tunnel vision. And that's hell, that's part of what I did. That's for damn sure. And we'll, we'll happily air that fun now. But yeah, don't, don't forget about the other people. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, my nine and I mentioned the same thing, uh, a similar situation where like, uh, you just get so focused down and you said it best. Like you get the tunnel vision. All you see is the, the finish line or all you see is the goal and everything just like flies past you. And you didn't even know it, yeah. it, it was even happening sometimes. And that's kind of like when life decides to cut to the head of the line, like you're going to square with this, even though you didn't realize you were avoiding it. Like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead. Are you good with that? I'll just dump a data dump my stuff. Yeah, by all means, man. Whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with. Uh, what the hell? What's the worst that happens? And Jen comes in and punches me in the face and I'd probably deserve it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our situation, uh, I'm very fortunate. My wife and I, like I said, we've been together a long time. When we first started, when we got engaged, actually, no, we were married. Um, we ended up getting hooked up with one of those retreats remember when the chappy would throw on like a the retreats on the base or stuff like hey you can come do this yep well we uh managed to hear about one from the fro and it was a communication one and i was like mm, you know man you know, i think we do okay and she's like hey it's a free weekend in san diego at a hotel everything's paid for i was like <laughs> okay i mean free meal hangout time down on a beach resort in san diego uh yeah i'm not gonna say no to that as a as my income is not really there so we, we jumped on that and it was great. We went to, it's called pairs and we basically learned how to fight uh, in a whole different method and actually communicate. And it helped us out dramatically. I mean, we've had just perfect after that. We really did well in our communication and we could really figure out, Hey, what the problem was. And some of it, if you look it up, it, it sounds really corny and cheesy, 
Like, you know, you're in the middle of an argument. You're like, hold up. I want to have a fair fight. And you're like, fair fight. I am taking you down, son. You know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funky, but we learned the right way to fight in that method. And it helped us. So for all these years, we've been pretty good. Well, when we got Florida here, um, it kind of stopped being good communication. We just kind of went into the groove of things. I stopped listening to what her problems were. And I was so concentrating on everything I had going on that I really just data dumped everything else that nothing else mattered. And that really screwed things up. Well, on top it off, that was damn near three years ago. Yeah. So we've had three years of resentment and buildup coming into the situation. Well, finally a straw fell and broke the camel's back and we both just had it out and it was not my, our normal, you know, all right, whatever that we can push this down the line. No, this was, this was big and it, it was ugly. And I had a real bad feeling like, Oh, sh- yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm getting divorced again. Here we go. Oh, how do I do what, you know? And it was just awful. Um, <clears throat> and thankfully, uh, I was in a weird situation with my RV business is uh, I haven't had a lot going on after I got injured in December. I severed my quad tendon, so I wasn't able to walk or climb ladders. So I've been trying to transition out of this business as it is to try to get back into life. Well, that perfect moment happened right when this fight happened and we were just completely in a nice lull. So we were able to slow down and say, hey, we got a problem. Well, we finally fixed our shit, for lack of better terms, and we're doing just fine now. But even with that, I realized in that moment of clarity with all the stuff that we'd had going on that I had neglected about 70 or 80 other things along the way. So it was, we put everything on pause. Anything that was going on was paused. Uh, and we, she gave me a list of things that she would really like fixed that we need to do that I've neglected for years. And we've started working on these things to build them back up. And then I realized, okay, I've got a lot of balls in the air. What's in God, I can't believe I'm going to say these words. What's a glass ball and what's a rubber ball. And some old glass balls became rubber balls. Thankfully you can drop it and it's just going to bounce and it'll be okay. And some rubber balls that I didn't know really were rubber were friggin' glass and they were getting ready to break. So we, we had to reprioritize what these were. And in doing that, man, I shut everything down. I shut down any, any RV work, done. Nope, can't do it. Podcast, took a whole month off of Finding Demo Surf Fishing, just basically left all the social media blank, didn't do any posts, told everybody, hey, nope, there's nothing coming from me. I have episodes that are standby, not going to happen, not coming out. I've got to take care of my stuff. And the response was great from all the fans and all the followers. They were like, yeah, dude, you do you. You know, We're here to support. And I think I lost, I don't know, 10, 15 followers but on the same one all the other ones that were there supporting were like yeah you need to do that well in doing that here we came another one um military friends that or or military people that i know in here thought it was ptsd related because i didn't tell anybody what it was you know i'm not going to air my shit out on facebook for the general population Mm -hmm. um so a bunch of my military ones and other ones are like yeah hey you know i've been through this and i'm like um actually bro (laughs) Mm -hmm. this wasn't ptsd related but i'll listen to what you got going on you know talk to me and in doing that um it actually touched that situation touched about i'd say five five people i guess like the common ones i've been having daily conversations with now um of their shit 
And they're like, dude, I don't know what to do. You know, how did you deal with this? And I was like opening up old shit. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Where did mm-hmm. this all come from? Why, why am I, why am I thinking about stuff from friggin' OIF two? Like, this is yeah. like that, that had nothing to do with it. Now all of a sudden I'm thinking about military shit, mm-hmm. but that, uh, that whole situation from my blow up to talking about that to other people made me realize, man, more of us need to take a break. More of us need to do a little bit of, all right, something's fucked. We need to unfuck it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned that too. Cause, um, like with the listeners, for instance, uh, when we decided like, Hey, we're going to take a break. We actually, um, when you posted that, that was kind of like the sign, like, Hey, okay. Like it's, <laughs> we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones. Cause we've, we've always, uh, uh, plan stuff out. Like if we record it today, it's probably not going to get sent down the line until maybe three, four weeks from now. Right. And, and that's generally how we do it. And we do, and we mainly do it like that because we understand that sometimes things just pop up and we can't do a 24 hour turnaround. Like most other people, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how things are. But like, um, when we came to that moment, like, okay, we need to take a pause for a moment. It would, there was that small hint of letting people down, mainly yeah, the people yeah. who listened to us. It, it was such a, a hard pill to swallow. And even amongst ourselves, like, sorry, man, like I can't do it. Or sorry, man, like I need, I can get to it later. And then, um, uh, well, the whole time we're thinking like, oh man, we're going to let the listeners down. They're going to get mad. They're going to get pissed or they're not going to, uh, understand or something. But it finally is like, you know, what? just, just, uh, pump the brakes. And we'll just shoot it out why we're quiet so they don't think we just like off ourselves or said fuck them or whatnot. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the band resp- didn't break up. <laughs> yeah. And the response was awesome, man. I think there were like two comments like straight up like, oh dude, don't even trip. Like we understand, we we know the how burnout feels. Just take care of yourself. Some people like who like we hardly ever interact with for that matter. And they're just like giving all of these like messages and stuff. Like, thanks, man. That, that means a lot. So yeah. all, all of y'all listen out there who understand and feel the burnout and, and uh, respect the, the times that we said, hey, we need to take a step back. Appreciate you. Really do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was another uh, reason why we had to do the pause besides like uh, uh, with the stuff you and your wife were dealing with. And myself, I was, uh, me personally, I was dealing with something almost exactly like that. Uh, maybe not to the point where about divorce, but it was more along the lines, like a lot of stuff just started to pile up uh, on top yeah. of us being sick. And I just couldn't like, like everything was demanding 110%. And I was even barely giving half a percent. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, uh, I was like uh, trying to milk fumes for miles and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> and um, uh, that, that's a, oh, that was another sign was when it feels worse than work <laughs> or, um, you you feel like significantly less productive, even though you're putting the same amount, if not more effort than normal. And um, when it's, when it becomes too much of a chore, that's definitely a big sign. Like what you used to do as a stress relief or for fun or like, hey, this is a, a good thing to keep your sanity and it turns into work. That's probably a, a good sign to just like, you know what, pump the brakes, you know, like re, re, uh, rein it in a little bit. <laughs> And I appreciate you though, man, like uh, being open and honest about that. And the PTSD thing, I can attest like uh, some individuals, myself included, like it doesn't hit you until it starts being talked about, right? Or you had like this uh, random burst 
of something, happiness, anger, or whatever, just that random burst. And you're like, what the hell was I doing? And then everything comes back, right? You remember the taste of rippets out of fucking nowhere or, <sighs> or, um, uh, like you just got mad. Like you're yelling at somebody. You like not even, there's no one around you. You just feel the freaking urge to just like chew someone's ass. I'm like, the fuck was that about? And then all that, all that coffee can air just starts rushing back in. And like, that's when you start kind of spiraling. And at, at that point, like, yeah, I need to, I need to address some things. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, go ahead. Go sorry. No, no, you go. You, you're on a good run. Keep going. Uh, well, I was going to say like, um, and a good sign that life is asking for to take its turn is like, you start forgetting shit. Like sim- simple as fuck things. Uh, did I tie my shoes right now? Did I wash my hands? <laughs> what the hell did I eat just now? And you start getting um, like that, like pseudo Alzheimer's or like, uh, yep. or sympathetic Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose track of time with stuff. Uh, we, we, you kind of touched on that a little bit. And um, uh, this is me more than anything. I get more clumsy than usual. That's how I know, like, I'm fuck. I'm burning out because I just started tripping on my own feet. I started choking on my own air. <laughs> yeah, dude, you, I didn't even think about that. And you're saying that, and I'm like, yep, that was me. That that was me. Wow, I remember even saying, like, am I losing my mind? I don't remember us talking about that. Um, maybe I need to go for another mental health check. We need to test my brain because I have forgotten everything you're talking about right now. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not going to lie, I brain dumped a good chunk of that. And the only reason why any of that came to mind was because I have two uh, workbooks uh, on my desk right by where I do all my work stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a pamphlet, like a worksheet pamphlet from the VA about coping skills. And the second one was this veterans workbook from uh, this other podcaster that follows us. Her, uh, her name is Jenna Carlton. I have those two together and I just so happened to like, you know, what, let's just, let's peek through this real quick. And it starts having like all these deep mental health stuff. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. Right. <laughs> like, uh, journaling, redefining yourself, um, reflecting on what you did prior. Like, Oh my God, dude, like this is, this, <laughs> this is like some gold right here. You know, like, um, when you first look at it, when you're the outside walking it, it, like you said about with the hotel retreats, it sounds cheesy, super cheesy, right? Like, uh, be nice to yourself, give yourself grace and all this, right? No, like, no absolutely <laughs> not. That's, that's cheesy stuff. That's, you know, like whatever 90 stereotype you can think of, you know, like yeah. only dorks and nerds do that. Yeah. Right. Until you <laughs> yes. realize, until you realize that that's something you have to do. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I think us personally, I'm taking a jab at myself and other vets who think like me, it's, it's not something you would readily do. <laughs> and I think the indoctrination is a little strong on us on that part. Cause Maybe again, it's a generational thing, but like you think like you don't come, you don't talk about your problems. You don't complain. You just uh, like, uh, like, uh, what's that? Uh, the common phrase I hear a lot of people talk about, like, uh, uh, you just, uh, drive on. Like, yeah. Like, uh, but I'm out of gas. <laughs> I'm out of gas. <sighs> but it, with that though, do you mean, generation is definitely one thing I, I will. I mean, granted, I'm no mental health specialist. So nobody please quote Brian on this is a bad idea, but yeah, our generation, depending on where you were and how you were brought up, 
really kind of helps out with that because I, I knew I grew up in, uh, I born in 80, uh, but born in the eighties. So I'm a, I'm technically a, I think I technically by the year line, I fall into the millennial line, but then that's weird. But anyway, that's after the shift. Um, I really identify as a Gen Xer because I'm, that's just me. But that whole mentality that we were brought up, you know, don't cry, suck it up, rub some dirt on it, get it going. And then joining the Marine Corps, which is even more so, and hell, this is all branches. I don't know about the Space Force yet, but anyway, the, you know, that, that mental of, okay, you're hurt. What's the mission? life okay are you still doing it yeah then shut the fuck up and finish your job you know you don't have time for that other crap you you suck it up keep going keep going mm. oh I, you don't have any more to give i bet you do yeah i do shit all right i gotta give it you just check out mm-hmm. and you know that that there reminds me fully of the time when we were in the aviation field like it i think that's like the marine corps mentality squared because like oh i got some life stuff to do cool flight schedule still happening uh, yep. I I have zero up planes. Cool, find one. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, your wife's your wife's in labor. Oh, cool. Uh, she's at the hospital. Awesome. Hey, did you finish that aircraft inspection? No. Oh, cool. You you can finish that real quick. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm sorry. What'd you say to me? Oh, I guess I'm going out to finish that inspection. Shit. All right. Flight schedule yeah. takes priority. I I specifically had that uh meant. Uh, I've heard that mentioned to somebody like, hey, my wife's in labor. Cool. What are you doing? I am going to go see my damn kid and like no you're not like yeah you're not in labor you're you're gonna do some labor and go freaking finish that damn plane like oh my god at that point you know i mean that's just straight up like terrible environment but but uh that's going back to what we were saying about that whole mentality mindset of like you got you got a broken leg cool god gave you a spare move on (laughs) you know and now it's, and th- th- I will say this, I think it's wonderful. And somebody might not agree with me. I'm okay. Don't agree with me. That's fine. Yet you're entitled to your entitled whole opinion of whatever that is. I do think that nowadays with the increase of mental health awareness and people actually having these conversations and saying, Hey, look, it's okay to not be okay. It's finally given a lot of people the pause to be able to say, okay, I'm fucked right now. And I really need to get unfucked. And I would say more people are open and in tune with hearing you say that and saying, all right, then go get unfucked versus before when they just said, uh, what do I care about your fucking problem, dude? Get the fuck out of my office. So mm-hmm. I, I really think we've had such a shift in that, that people are more willing to have that conversation and be compassionate and not be a total fucking troll. I agree fully on that one. Um, Especially like uh, say like, hey, I need to take some time off to go take care of X, Y, Z, you know, like it's a family matter or whatever. I've, I remember if I were to say that like 10, 15 years ago, I'd pretty much have to like have some Red Cross level emergency oh, yeah. to even justify taking the day off. Like just even leave work early. Like I'm not even like the a good chunk early. It's probably like, okay, you can leave five minutes early. Like what fucking good does that do for me? Yep. But nowadays, yeah, exactly. Like as you said, like, hey, I got this life thing I got to take care of. Cool. Whatever, man. Just uh, make up for it when you get back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And granted, I, I'll admit there's some individuals who really take advantage of that, but that's neither here or there. I mean, the fact is that people like that will will burn their own bridges. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Uh, I would like to say, though, uh, when you do realize like, hey, I need to unscrew things, 
I've uh, we've all at least ran into that pitfall of making like wrong turns. Uh, for instance, like making super bold adjustments. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I I remember and I I remember this being told to me one time about I can't forget remember where but it was like oh you got to make bold adjustments and see where you land. I'm like like you can't just do like little tick mark movements here and there. You gotta like send it full right or whatever and then figure it out from there. I'm like uh, <laughs> that's a little rough, but. <laughs> But we've all done. But we've all done it. At some point, we've all done it. Like, say, for instance, like myself. Like, your health sucks. You need to fix life. So, what do I do? I go, okay, extreme dieting. Here we go. Cut cold oh. turkey. Everything. <laughs> oh, those are horrible. I hate those. Yeah, you know. And and it, and for a minute, it worked, right? But that's also like full on starvation at that point. But you would see individuals do exactly that, like they get told that they're not what they should be. And then they make these huge adjustments. They take on some extreme fitness program. They do like these 60 day loose hundred pounds um, challenges or, or some craziness. And, you know, and it gives the results. So they feel good about it. But then after some time they realize it's not sustainable and then they binge the other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they hit the goal and they're like, all right, cool. Thanks. And return. Yep. That easy, was easy to go back. That's <laughs> bro, same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so attacked right now. <laughs> but that's hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's totally me. I admit. Or like you uh, have like terrible coping skills, and I feel that's me again. <laughs> I feel that's me again. Uh, I remember one year, um, it was like like the worst flight schedule in the year, probably in a long ass time. It was like back to back to back to back to back, 18 hour days, eight days a week kind of thing. And one of my major coping skills was like, I would just like, I remember at one point I would down four packs a day of cigarettes. I was freaking bad. And if I was, and if I ran out of cigarettes, I'll just be bumming dip from somebody because I just needed that nicotine hit to like, just not hate life (laughs) or to Mm -hmm. not hate life enough. (laughs) So uh, I'm sure there was others. Like I think some individuals would be like binge drinking. Like they'll they'll go clean for four and a half days out of the week, and then come that half fit, that second half going into the fifth day, they'll just be a friggin' brewery, and they'll smell like one too. Yeah, I mean or, that's. Go ahead. No, no keep going. And I was just saying, like, and they show up to work tanked. I'm like, oh, guy, like, yeah, well, slow your roll a little bit. The the coping piece right there, you bring that up, and I, I wish more people would. Oh, fuck it, let's say it. With the coping skills, the hardest thing people do is they go to the most thing that they feel the safest with. You know, for military people, it's easy for me to speak on that a lot more than civilian side. But you know, for us, it's like, what's the most painful way I can kill this that it doesn't make it come back you know alcohol phenomenal absolutely phenomenal uh in the civilian sector i've seen it you know some people love getting to hardcore drugs some people smoke weed hey you know everybody's got their thing but some of them are just so friggin' destructive and in that the same note is people are like oh you're killing yourself and then they don't think from the other from the person that's doing its perspective of you think i'm killing myself i'm killing the other shit that's bugging me I'm yes. doing what can shut the friggin' voices up. 
You know, you take your addiction, whatever it is. Me, I love Copenhagen. Copenhagen and caffeine used to be the ultimate, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. And then booze was like the, all right, cool. And then throw in other crap that I don't need to talk about on the show. But I mean, whatever your coping piece is, it's more than likely probably something that's going to get you an eyeball. That's going to be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. But it's feels safe. And it, it's that one little hole that it's, it's so safe to crawl into that you can tolerate anything. And yes. it's so wonderful. But then you look and then you're like, all right, cool. The situation's passed. Now you're in the friggin' hole and you're like, oh, fuck, how do I get up there? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll just keep digging. Maybe I can find a you. You know, it's like, oh, it, it's so hard to climb out of. Right. Or it's like that cartoon, you know, like you dig, your, you dig so far south, you end up north, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna probably do an unpopular opinion on this. Uh, there's also some coping skills that that start healthy and then they ended up being terrible. Uh, example is like uh, going to the gym. Um, this is, I mean, for for the most part, it's a good thing. But I've seen some individuals that really take it to the head, man. Like, yeah, they're at the gym five hours a week, uh, five hours a day, six hours a day, whatever. Like, and they give some extreme workout plans, man. Like, so like first we do the pre warm up, then we go to the warm up, and then we go to the workout, then the then the post workout, and then the warm down. I'm like, what the, f- <laughs> what the, we're doing all that today, <laughs> right? And and, uh, and it doesn't help that. Um, there are some individuals out there who just really push and pedal that get fit like me kind of program, you know? Oh yeah. And I think that's probably like one of the most unhealthy things. I mean, going to the gym is fantastic. Go for it, man. Like do your thing, whatever helps you de-stress. But again, I've seen some individuals who like, they really take that to a head and like uh, they start taking pre-workout dry <laughs> or snorting uh, lines of it <laughs> or they do like some off the wall workout regime like let's go do like the uh this 600 plus rep exercise i mean if you're fit and shape enough to do that cool but i really I, I think at some point you lose the the benefit of working out and now you're just going you're just like pushing through exhaustion at, at some people i'm no doctor but i think at some point like you're just you're not even working out. You're just inducing pain. <laughs> you know, I bet there's one, and I'm going to say this in a lot of, I think you're going to probably like, fuck you. But I think a lot of the people listening to this too are going to be like, Hey, you need to stop looking at me. How many of us actually bury ourselves further in work? Yes. That's hundred. That's totally me. <laughs> oh, it's like, you know what? Hey, yeah, I got an eight hour day. That's cool. Can I get some OT? What? Yeah. Can I get some OT? Um, yeah. You know, can I just, um, you know what? I'm just going to go to 12s. W- why? I just want to work because yeah. I don't want to fucking go home. I don't want to have to deal with the problem that I have later. You know, some people look at work and that's the safe box. I mean, how, how many, back in the military thing here, how many controllers did we know would be like, no, no we're staying because they didn't want to go home. So everyone had to suffer. You know, yes. people will bury themselves in work to avoid a problem. Yes. Oh man. Like you're, you're totally seeing through me right now. Cause I used to do that <laughs> to a no. T and it wasn't. And, and sometimes it was, it's, it was home. Sometimes like I just didn't want, I'm like, I'm in a good groove where I stop thinking about what's wrong. And I am yeah. just like, it just like, I'm in this groove. I see this tunnel vision. I have a, a goal to a hit. And if I just stay there, I'm subconsciously avoiding my problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
or uh, another one that we've seen, and this is kind of like uh, from our experiences as Marines, like people look for those quick fixes. You yeah. know, I, I think the working out thing was one of them, but they work for quick fixes. Like try this, you do, you'll be fine. Or if you just take this one thing, you'll be fine. And um, it ends up like just giving you something else to freaking have anxiety over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people are, yeah, it, ah, I don't know how to say this the right way, but I'll try it as bluntly as possible with a softening blow. Mental health specialists are, you can find them everywhere. And let's be honest, whether you're civilian, military, whatever, there's some sort of form of quote unquote therapy that you can go to. And the hard thing people are like, oh, if I go, then I show weakness. Or the last counselor I went to was an absolute shit show. I mean, dude, I've got that story for days. I, I got up when I retired, when I finally retired from the Marine Corps, I had my first VA mental health specialist meeting at the Riverside VA hospital. I won't say the doctor's name because, well, you lady can probably hopefully be fired. You know, I walked in, she introduced herself. And then the first words were, what drugs do you want? I'm like, what, what, like, uh, what, how, this is how we're going to start. And you know, that, that instantaneous thing instantly put a stain on the, for me to go talk to somebody. I'm like, hell no, I don't want nothing to do with this crap. I don't, that's just not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then finally I found uh, a better one at a vet, the Temecula vet center. Uh, met a great counselor there that really helped me unpack all of my shit and clean up everything there. Then after that, you know, we left Temecula and we went on the road and then I found, you know, I went back to the VA in Nashville and I was like, let's see how this is. Had a great counselor in the VA of Nashville. Cool. I was like, this is awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Get here. And, you know, I went to a mental health specialist in one of my, the town here that is very pro-military and they're all four things. And I have a conversation with her and I'm looking at her and I'm, literally having a mid conversation and I stop and look at her and she was like, what? And I'm like, and I know I was looking at her like she had a dick on her forehead. And I'm like, you know, no, we're not going to work. And she's like, well, we just got started. I'm like, I know. And I can tell you right now, you and I are not going to mesh. I can already see this. And had I continued, I know I'd have been just given her falsities. I'd have given her fake stuff and I would have just used the time to make it be like, oh yeah, I'm here. And it, it wouldn't have been worth it. There's so many out there that you can go to on so many different levels. Even hell, many of the healthcare uh, insurance companies now are like, yeah, you get a couple of different moves to go check a look at. Um, and then you can get, you can make your choice of who you want to be with. They've, li- they've laxed the rules on that, but it's worth that time. And if you don't want to go talk to somebody, you want to stay home, that little device that you go poop with all the time and you're playing games and stuff and scrolling Facebook or any other social. Yeah. They now have counselors on freaking line for you to text with whether you're civilian or military, you can just text them. They don't even have to see you. They don't have to know anything about you. You can vent your shit. Mm-hmm. You, you know it? what? You know, it's funny you mentioned that, especially because, uh, especially with the texting therapist or online therapist, mm-hmm. um, uh, flight attendants, I would say, this is, I'm just saying this because it's like the most prominent one and it just sparked a, uh, a memory. It, it uh-huh. unlocked a core memory in my brain. <laughs> 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 like, <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, for flight attendants, especially, I mean, man, they, they get beat up, man. Like, uh, I think yeah. their job is they're like nurses, but get treated like janitors. Yeah. You know, like I know not a whole lot of people really, uh, fathom what they do and, 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 um, and rightfully so that they feel so depressed about their job 
And so um, there, there's this one organization. It's called Therapy. Uh, T-H-A-I-R-P-Y. Like they throw that air in the therapy. It's kind of funny. But um, <laughs> nice. it's, a good, it's, a good, uh, it's a good spin. I like it. But uh, they have like this, uh, this uh, text line. It's kind of like um, the online therapist. And they just vent their, their, uh, their mess I don't know how, how effective it is to some of them, you know, because some people probably still have that apprehensions of talking it out or texting it out, but it's there. And sometimes like you just want to be able to talk it out, but not have to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but like myself, and I'm pretty sure you're the same way. Like once you get me talking, Oh, I fucking squirrel. <laughs> I'm all, <laughs> I, I'm all over the freaking yard, man. Like, I don't even know what we're talking about, but here we are, you know, like, yep. um, first we're talking about X, Y, Z at this location uh, and then full 180 across the field. <laughs> and yep. now we're talking about something else. Like, what the, where the hell are we? I'm pretty sure a therapist hates me because of, <laughs> of all the bouncing around. I do like this, this dude's got ADHD or some shit. Man. <laughs> oh. and, and it's, a lot of them, like those are the ones that the ones that can keep you on the track. Those are the really good ones. Oh, yes. you know, it, and for those of you that are having like marriage problems and you're scared of going to marriage counseling, I mean, I, I went to probably the worst counselor I could have when I was with my first wife who basically tried to divide, break them down, bring them, build them back up. You know, she didn't really build the, the relationship very well. And in the end of it, I was like, what the shit? What, what why? And it, I remember we had to do a list of things that we liked about each other and we were to put it in our pocket and hold on to it. And then she started the breakdown phase. And when we got into the, we got to the end of the breakdown phase. She was like, pull out your paper. And my ex-wife and I looked at her and we were like, fuck, you know, <laughs> you can get an Uber. Home. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh God. And then my current wife, you know, we went to counseling once and I remember looking at the counselor like, all right. And I told him, I was like, don't you dare use this method. And he goes, that method's horrible. Why would you do that? And I was like, oh, all right. We may not have a problem here. And then, you know, everything worked out, but yeah, not every counselor is out to get you or they're not going to report you or, you know, any of that. Most of almost all of them want to help you. They're going to try if you are willing to be truthful and try. You just said the key phrase right there, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a, a, lot, a lot of people, including myself, I think there's a lot of comedians nowadays that talk about uh, therapy, which I think is great. Uh, one of them uh, made this joke, like going to therapy is not about you going to a therapist and they telling you that you suck. It's you go to a therapist and you tell yourself that you suck. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> but it, but um, and I think like some people just don't like having that happen, but it's part of like the whole understanding yourself phase. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like when I had to unpack a lot of stuff, I didn't even know sh I was carrying a whole lot of shit. Um, uh, for the most part, and that kind of goes back to the generational thing. I thought it was normal, like it's supposed yeah. to happen that way. And they said, like, no, guy, like you're fucking up. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> my whole life unravels, you know? <laughs> yeah. right? Like, all right, okay, so now that we've unstrung this clusterfuck of wires, let's like string them out the right way. Like, okay, awesome, hell yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so what I would say, like, uh, to avoid a lot of these wrong turns and to kind of help get yourself back on track is, um, for one, you got to pay attention to what gets your attention and vice versa for your, your spouse or whoever else. Like, um, if you know, like, uh, 
bright lights and and and, and uh, adding to cart it gets your attention. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, use that in a positive way or exercise it in a positive manner or know that that's your vice. I'm like, okay, I gotta like set time for this because if I just like roam around it freely <laughs> or just mm-hmm. ignore it altogether, then that's gonna turn into a lot of bad things. Like yeah. myself, like myself with Amazon, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or here's a good one, man. And uh, this is coming from the movie The Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really understand that movie for the most part until like I started doing this whole ter- therapy thing. Um, and there was this one scene where he's getting his ass beat by like the number two samurai in the whole village, and um, one of his nephews or whatever, he just says like. Yeah, you you got you know he says in like the most cliche Japanese um uh Japan English accent <laughs> and, he, and he says you got too many mind so you're you're minding his face you're minding the floor you're minding this it's like you're too too many you're minding too many things and um that that was like a big snap button or a snap to moment for me like you just got to be present like live in the present that's extremely hard for me. And I think it's extremely hard for veterans, especially because they don't, they say, we say we live in the now, but what we're really saying is we're physically here, but our mind is still back in 2001. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever uh, zone you were in at the time you had your, your core memory moments. <laughs> yeah. You, with those pieces too, you can bring up a great point is you said it earlier, you know, we're always looking at the, the end of the tunnel or the goal, the, the line, the mission, where we want to be. And it's really easy to look at just that light and forget about everything that you're on on the current trail. You know, it, I, Jen and I had a great conversation. I was like, you know, my brain's always thinking that we're going to be in our eighties living in some retirement home and I'm going to be pinching your ass and be being that jackass husband. But, you know, then I'm like, shit, I totally forgot about, wow, you know, the the paint on the cabinet that's been torn for two years that you've told me to fix. I just walk right by it. That's not a goal. That's not part of the life goal. No, but it's part of the damn trail you're on, dumbass. You know, it's like, it's it's so easy to look past the things that you don't want to see because you're so focused on the other things that are not even here yet or not even going to be here for a time. And you just totally space. And if you don't take the time for yourself to unpack that shit and figure out what it is that you're missing on that, you miss it all. And then everything else just starts to fall apart. And it's just, now you're just going to add it as another domino of well, that, that happened. And then you're going to blame yourself. And then it's that whole ring all over again, man. Yep. And uh, uh, putting in the sense of like the aviation piece, uh, like say, oh, like I'm never going to get my quals to be able to sign this off or we're not going to hit the flight goal or whatever the case may be. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that I see even AMT students spiral over like just slow your roll, take your time and uh, just realize like, dude, I'm touching like some really expensive stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like the coolest shit in the world, man. When I first started uh, putting hands on planes, like it's like there's probably there's probably some people in the world right now wishing they could be doing this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was the coolest shit in the world to be messing around with multi million dollar parts. <laughs> um, another good one which we've done, and I we highly suggest everyone else does, is sometimes you just gotta disconnect, go off grid, man. Like uh, 
whether it be a weekend or a couple hours, a couple minutes even, fuck, man, just um, turn it off and, and just kind of like not do shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you just made me think of something. I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta jump it in here because yep. uh, you, you're talking about touching aircraft. So, for those of you that heard the last episode, you guys know I went from aviation, I went on a nice sabbatical of life, and then I jumped into RV maintenance. That's how I changed my game and all that. Um, I'm actually getting back into aviation now and working here in my local area. I'm going back into government contracting. I'll be working on military ho- helicopters again, which I'm stupid excited about. But I didn't really think about it from that excited point. I was just thinking, oh, it's going to be another job. It took my mentor in the RV world to actually put it into a perspective that I didn't even think about. And he has been doing this job for, he's been in RV maintenance since he was in his teens. That's been his life. This is his thing. That's his bread and butter. The guy can, he's a wizard. He'll tell you what's wrong with an RV in a heartbeat. And I love that about him. And when I was just having some weird stuff, I was shooting the shit with him on it. He's like, dude, you are, you're, you're not an RV mechanic. It's like, you're an aviation guy. You've been an aviation guy. Aviation is a niche. You, not everybody can walk up to an airplane and say, Hey, I can turn the wrench on this because I can get this fuel control to give me the right amount of fuel. If I adjust this with this set screw and then, Hey, I need you to go back up forth and I need you to go change the, the, what call one of the stops or the solenoid, or I need you to adjust this. Unless you've been in this game, you, you don't, you don't have that. I don't say respect. I guess that's the wrong word. You don't have that higher view that you have a really unique skill set. You have something really special and not a lot of people do not a lot of, not people, not a ton of people can just have that gift that you do to go out there and work on that plane. You, they just don't, you've got it, but it's easy to forget that because you see it all the damn time. Right. Yeah. And that, that just blew my brain just now. <laughs> you know? And that, that's with anyone with their niche, right? Like uh, you ever yeah. wonder like, uh, like people who do uh, triathlons, I look at them like you guys are crazy, <laughs> right? Like let me let me go run first, which is all, in and of itself a terrible <laughs> thing to do for some people, <laughs> right? And then on top of running, let me just go swim for two miles and then bike for another however many miles and do all that in under four hours. I'm like fuck, <laughs> right? You're let me insane. just like what, what's what's one of the best ways to torture myself and actually turn it into a sport? That's more or less what triath- triathlons look like, you know, right? But some people love it, and and by all means, like that's your that's what you're geared for. Or some people like um really like uh crochet or whatnot. Yeah, that's your niche, man. That's your thing. Like they can just look at stuff. And they know how the all the little intricate pieces all jive together. And for those of us that are in aviation, it's the same way. Like um it just you just feel at home. Like it's you're supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. And um you know, there's times where we've taken breaks. I've done taking a break for it myself, well, a lot shorter of a time than you have. But for the time I tried something else, like, yeah, this ain't it, man. Like, uh, I've tried, uh, mechanics on other things. I've tried, um, doing priorities and, pl- and, and, uh, project planning on other things. I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. Um, and I think that's mainly because of the pace that certain things go through, but either case, man, like, uh, like you said, like that niche is your thing and you don't realize just how awesome you are or how you're just meant for it until you've taken a step away from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
part of I think that's part of like the self realization, self awareness, self growth process is to like just kind of disconnect and see it from the outside in for for a little bit. Like, yeah, hell yeah, you know that's freaking awesome. Um, especially for us with the aviation piece, it's such a small community, so small. Like, I'm pretty sure like we've had we've had friends that span for the entirety of the aviation's existence. For all we know, like we probably know a friend that knows a friend who was. The one who put air on the Wright Brothers airplane or some shit, you know. <laughs> right. But yeah, like exactly that. Um, I would say another uh, way you can help yourself is uh, I'm taking this from one of our previous guests was uh, Cora, the aviation therapist. Ah, oh, yeah, Cora's uh, cool. Is uh, eat slower. <laughs> um, it sounds it sounds weird, but what that really means by eat slower is like you know, um, make it like a it, give it its time, right? Like have a defined moment with it. Like be it, uh, air quotes intimate with it. I don't mean like something stupid, but like um, be in, uh, give it a time, be intentional with it. Like eat slower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've actually tried it, man. I swear it's so mind blowing. Cause like, especially <laughs> for us, man, like we're just like pound it in and move on. Right. It's not meant to taste good. It's, it's meant to just fuel your body so you can get up and do more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kudos to those people who got that kind of discipline, man, because I can't do it. The other question I have from a lot, I mean, I'll ask you too. And if you're listening, I hope you ask yourself this, you know, with the job you're in, in the aviation, are you mad at the job or are you just mad at the people in the situation you're in? You know, is it, is it just them? Or do you just got that one person in QA or in your shop that you're like, I swear I would love nothing more for you to have mud butt on the way home, stuck in traffic with a case of the sneezes. (laughs) It's like (laughs) ultimate hatred. And I see that as burnout too, for people because they're just like, I hate my situation. And it's like that, that situation just doubles the burnout. It is like just throws into overdrive. Yes, yes. Or even more so is when you have people around your shop or people in your general area that feel that way and yeah. it just kind of osmosis its way over to you, right? Like, uh, I can't remember what shop I was in, but everyone there just like was just miserable as fuck. And you and me just being there for like 10, 20 minutes, I hated myself. Like, like <laughs> wow, this is really, this is really bleak. This is, this sucks. And then you move over to somewhere where it's a lot more like communicative. It's a lot more engaging. It has, they have fun moments and like, even like the cheesiest thing, the most nerdy, dorky, cheesy thing. And everyone loves it. And then you just like, you feel the need to want to compound it. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, exa- example was like, um, one of my last jobs, it was just that get up and go kind of thing. Like turn it, uh, turn it out or burn out, you know? And then, so like there wasn't any personalities and it was just like, get that head down, get it done attitude. And then when you try to joke around, it just blows past their face, like, or it goes over their head, like, you know, like that awkward silence before that nervous chuckle, you know, like, okay, moving on. And then I transitioned to this other team where they just nerd out over everything, everything. I was like, this is the biggest collection of nerds I've ever seen in my life. But it was freaking fun because like, like, um, I would just say one thing about Star Wars, for instance, and everybody goes nuts. They start talking about their childhood when the first batch of toys came out. They start going about like their their fan theories about where the saga's going and some other stuff. Or they start asking about like, did you see the the latest episode of Mando or something? Like, oh my god, where am I? <laughs> Is this like a like a comic <laughs> convention? And that's every day. It was ha- it was fun. 
but yeah, like you were like you were saying, like uh, like having uh, that kind of uh, situation where either you're mad at somebody or you're mad at the people, and it just compounds the burnout. <clears throat> it's true, I admit. Yeah, I've been there <laughs> on so many occasions, and sometimes you know you subconsciously don't even feel, you don't realize it, or you don't realize it until like you leave it and like, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a shitty thing. Uh, here, here's another one, man. Like that, I'm guilty of is okay. uh, sing, is uh, single tasking. I know as, asinine, <laughs> right? Freaking asinine! Like, no, there is no such thing. You multitasking, multitask equals multi accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get it all done right now. Watch this. Right. Like, this is how laughably petty I used to be, man. Like, I would carry, I would risk my arms falling off to carry every single uh, grocery bag from the car because I shall not go back for a second trip <laughs> that's right you will not you will get it done in one man what are you talking about there ain't no two trips <laughs> like two trips my ass give me this shit right like <laughs> that's how laughably petty i used to be and then at some point you know like i just like i just why what why would i work so hard it's going in the same place one way or another like carrying all of this in one go is not going to make life faster <laughs> so oh. single tasking man i swear it, it's it's such a a brain shift. <laughs> uh, I'll say that. But the, the, the benefit of single task is because, yeah, you can focus. Yeah, you can do just that one thing. And then, and then depending on how small or big that one task is, then you get like that, that easy win. Like, oh, okay, fuck. That was great. Next. Okay, cool. That was great. Next. <laughs> but then there's oh. me again with my squirrel brain, you know, like in order for me to wash the dishes, I got to dust. I got to, I got to, uh, sweep up the kitchen and then put other stuff away. And then, you know, I realized I, fr I forgot to buy more paper towels. So I go uh, doom scrolling for freaking paper towel coupons or some dumb shit. And uh -huh. then all in all, I forget the fact that I even wanted to do the dishes in the first place. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, dude, that yes. Cause uh, uh, your thing just nailed it for me. So the job I'm going into, uh, I'm going back into maintenance control, which I'm, uh, that's my, I'll admit it. I'm better at that than I am a mechanic. I mean, I'm okay mechanic, but I'm better at control. Um, the job I'm going to, they're like, yeah, you're going to start out in this position. I'm like, okay, cool. So whatever I'm, I'm running the desk and stuff and work orders. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So you need me to get my calls for this, this, and this. They're like, no, no, there, there's other people that do those jobs. What do you mean there's other people that do those jobs? Don't they do the same thing? No, they, that's their job. Hold the hell on. What do you mean they have one job? No, no, that's not how we do things. What about this? No, there's a person for that job. But, but, but no, no, don't take away my multis. No. <laughs> and, you, and then after the conversation happened, I sat back and I was like, son of a bitch, that's smart. Like, damn it, they really figured out the problem and the anger here. Now I'm not having to be the one that certifies aircraft. Then I got to run the desk. Then I got to go test the test, work the test books. Oh, hey, then I got to run the QA and do a debrief. Oh, on top of that, the pilots are coming back. Now I got to debrief that and figure out what's the problem with the plane and then get that all stopped. And no, that's all gone. And I'm like, all right, first of all, whoever it was that figured this out, I hate you, but I also love you. <laughs> right, right, exactly that. And that, and that was me too. Like um, when I first got my, civilian aircraft maintenance control job i'm like no your job is just to do this and only this i'm like that's not control <laughs> right and then i realized that's been the thing like we're the only ones that do that i'm like yep 
well, since fucking when? Um, oh. and, and I, and I feel this, especially for all our air force veterans. I mean, I, I'll admit, man, like trying to learn the air force way of things, uh, and this one job I did, it was weird. It was freaking weird. Like, and especially because of the terminology difference, like, uh, yeah. uh, me, I'm crayon eater. You are, you are air force. I'm like the terminology alone confused the shit out of me. But then like just their whole dynamic of this is what an expediter is. This is what a pro super is. This is what mock does. I'm like, what the fuck is all of this? Yep. Right. And then I'm just like, I, we just have like three guys and that's it. They do everything. Like that's, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. Like burnouts are, burnouts the name of the game, man. <laughs> yeah. But, they, but it's like other, you know, other, in a, go ahead. I was just saying, like, that's where you're like, absolutely right about that. Like, we're just not um, used to that, to being single task. I know it's as asinine as it is. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people are probably like, you guys are freaking weird on this. Yeah, it's just, you know, familiarity or, I guess, change. Change is something that other organizations, they see something and they instantly go nuts about it. Like, no, we're not doing that. Or, and then you see it from another perspective, you know, somebody else's yard because it's not the same organization. It's around the same thing. You know, Air Force being a perfect example, you know, they do things differently. Well, is it better or worse? Well, because we're so used to hating our life, it's worse. That stuff's stupid. But then they look at us and go, why are you guys so rudimentary in this and making this harder? It doesn't need to be this hard. But then you have to have the people that are willing to say, yeah, hey, we need to change. But more people are like, no, why change it? It works. Don't screw with it. Leave it alone because my own personal bias says this is how it's going to be. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude, that ain't going to work. But it's easy for us all to say that here, you know, you and me sitting in our happy little place, chilling and enjoying ourselves, not, you know, looking at their current situation. Right. But all, you just have to be able to willing to say, okay, if this sucks, why can't we fix this? Yes. Yes, exactly that. Right. Or like, uh, what's it? Uh, pain is a flex, right? <laughs> yeah. In right. our 20s, it was. <laughs> like, like I, I went through more suffering. I am better than you. Like, uh, uh. But, but, but all that suffering brought us to like back with the topic that we're talking about. All that suffering brought you to a breaking point that you needed to step back because you just kept giving yourself the damn pain. Oh my God, look at us coming full circle. Unintentional, but it's full Unintentional, circle. Unintentional, but well played. <laughs> full circle we go. We always play ourselves, man. Like <laughs> we, we always play ourselves. Uh, here, here, here's a great one that uh, I've recently tried to exercise in a way to kind of break yourself out of that hole. Uh, digging yourself to past rock bottom or hitting rock bottom and showing signs of digging uh-huh. is uh, try a hobby that's meticulous, air quote meticulous, but it gives an easy win, right? Uh, example is uh, painting or knitting. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm guys. I'm telling you, hey, you think I'm stupid, or you'd say like that's some old cat lady bullshit. I'm telling you, man. Like, uh, or or if you or if you want to sound cool, paracord weaving. There, try. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> paracord weaving. Fuck yeah. Or learn how to tie knots, right? Or uh, Legos, dude. Fucking Legos. I. Fucking Legos. I, I do. It's great fun, but man, you're going to go broke real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's a hobby, man. I'll tell you. Like, uh, co- Legos are not meant for kids. I'm saying <laughs> No, those are, those, those are adult Legos, man. Yep. 
Yep. Those will stop your ADD right then and there because you are stuck on that damn task. Yeah. It's meticulous, big dog, especially if you're doing something real intricate like models, right? Like putting together models, not like the snap on ones, but actually having to glue them together. It's real meticulous, man. And you'll, you'll realize just how folk it, it, it appeases your tunnel vision, but, but there's a, it's an easy win because you know what it's going to be and you can yeah. kind of see the result as, as it's happening versus like, just like, uh, putting an endpoint at, at the center of the universe and realizing that it's, 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 uh, moving the goalpost is moving as you're going towards it kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, or, uh, here, here's another great one. And I think your show really, um, hits home on this is go touch some grass, man. <laughs> go, go touch some grass. <laughs> right. I remember when you told me that one, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm guilty of it, man. Like, go touch some grass, go feel some sand. Like, <sighs> you'd be amazed just how much shit improves when you, when I, 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 God forbid, I don't know what the mental health for the, stimulation is that does it but it's fucking amazing man <laughs> yeah some of the most like, rudimentary shit like you like that's free for that matter and you don't realize just how monumental that is for you <laughs> yeah it, um, it, after my injury like i didn't go surf fishing I, I kept up with the podcast because you know it was something that kept my mind at work and stuff but i didn't go out to the surf at all i didn't put any lines in the water during the winter run well obviously mostly because i couldn't but on the same one, I could have if I really wanted to. And all of that also affected my mental health. You know, that was that was a part of an outlet. I didn't realize it was, but that fishing was a huge piece for me. But it was so easy to be like, oh, I can't do it. And then after I got better, I was like, oh, yeah, I should totally go do that. And I was like, no, no, I got other shit. It was easy to just let all the other stuff get in the way. And it's just constant. You can't, you can't let it all get in the way. And it's easy for me to say that now. It truly is. And I know whoever's listening, you're like, dude, you're full of shit. You're right. I am. But on the same one, you're full of shit for not accepting the fact that you need to go ahead and go out and touch that grass. It's okay. <laughs> you got to go do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get some of that sun, man. I'm telling you. And I've recently learned, well, not recently, but I learned from our previous therapist slash nutritionist guest the there's an actual optimal time to go catch the sun <laughs> i did not know that i swear i did not and then when they mentioned that like say what there's an op- <laughs> see and, and, and that for me particularly that really keys my brain because whenever you say oh this is optimal time i think that's just because my brain is automatically tuned to um shoot for that like i'm going for uh, optimal engine speed or I'm going for optimal performance, whatever. Right. So they say, Oh, there's an optimal or an ideal time to go catch sun. I'm like, not thanks. Now I'm going to go do it. I'm going to make, it's going to be a thing now and it's going to piss me off because I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it, there's so many great F. I mean, that's one thing I love about podcasts. There's so many, there's a podcast for everything. Doesn't matter what it is, you know, maintenance, swimming, you, know, you name it. There's some of the podcast out there and listening to them can be pretty cool because you're going to pick up something funky. You know, you may not be the exact topic you want to listen to, but a lot of there, there could be a nugget in there that could be something that you're going through and it could help you cope or deal or understand something better. But there's just got to be something for you out there to see, hear, feel different about what the situation is. You just got to find it. And that's the great thing about nowadays. We have all this technology at our fingertips readily available 
for you to do said thing. All you got to do is just do it. Yes, absolutely. And that you read my mind on that. And so, and this is kind of especially for content creation, especially if you yourself are a podcaster out there listening, check out someone else's stuff, right? Uh, just as Brian said, like there's a nugget in there somewhere, or maybe they just have that thing that you weren't expecting and it just blows your freaking mind. Um, example is uh, one of our dear friends with the Anbury podcast. They talk about business related stuff like starting a business, maintaining a business, self-improving a business. Generally, I wouldn't listen to something like that, but like uh, knowing the content that they give and the and just how caring they are or she is. And I, OK, you know, let's hear this out. And then they start talking about how you're running a business equates to being mentally healthy. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Or, um, or some, or like, uh, how your character kind of builds into wanting to do better and how that translates into running a business. Like say what now? <laughs> yeah, we can all improve. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of determining what that improving is and you can't try to improve on someone else's standard. You're just, you, I don't want to say you're a yes person or like that, but your standard's your standard. If you're not happy with your situation, then you got to figure out why. That's the hardest part is the why. And what can you do to fix that why? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, and I'm going to touch base again with Ambry, man. That's more or less how I felt. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's about business, but it turned into like mental health. Like what is your why? And I know they're specifically talking about uh, business, but that like just hit me like as far as life-wise. I'm like, Oh, why do you do it? Why are you in the business of doing what you do? I'm like, yeah, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Other shows that, and, uh, and, um, I kind of lost track for a second. Uh, there squirrel, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like sometimes you don't realize, especially us for content creation or being podcasters, you don't realize just who you're touching base with until they show up. Um, Yeah. Example, like, uh, just like recently, I think in the last week or so oh but like these new aviation maintenance podcasts pop up like oh my god like we didn't know there was other people like us like yeah (laughs) there wasn't there really wasn't but hey you're here welcome to the party party of three (laughs) you know uh example is like uh this uh keys to the jet podcast where it's about some uh, air force veterans and other service veterans where they talk about their time in the military thank god that we're not that there's people <laughs> coming on about that because especially I know with military in general that it's I'm not saying I'm tired of hearing mental health and and um, other and you know like uh, reinforcing or rebranding the standard but there's other topics there that are worth being talked about that are not a lot of people are being silent about it example is like military aviation. Jesus Christ, like there's another one? Fuck. And then um, a second one, it's called uh, Jet Fuel and Roses. It's actually a woman's perspective of military aviation. Yes, please. Like women in general, man, y'all need, I encourage you to speak up more, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Or any, any any niche, really. If you if you have an idea and you feel that something needs to get talked about, please, by all means, what's the worst that's going to happen? You get three downloads a year. So the fuck what, right? You got it out. If it, uh, worst case scenario, you you've um, you've pled your case, and you realize that it either gave you joy or did not give you joy, and you move on, man. 
Jesus, I sounded like that one Netflix show. <laughs> it breeds me joy. Throw it out. <laughs> I forget the name of that. I know it's like some Japanese person that helps you feng shui your house. Marie, Marie something. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. That's how I feel. You know, I can imagine in aviation, in that community, like touch the bird. This does not bring me joy. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> gone, gone it is. Push it overboard. <laughs> or whatever they don't do on a non-ship. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, man. It really is. This has been fun, man. I mean, it's just people are, don't be afraid to talk about mental health, people. I mean, really, if it's that hard for you, it. I get it. I truly do. I'm not thinking you're a bad person, weak person. I'm never, you'll never hear me say those words. I will say if you are just unwilling, the question really boils down to is why and why are you stuck and how do you want to undo it? And there's so many great outlets. You just have to be the one to push the button to make it happen and it'll be okay. It really will. It really will. I mean, look at us. I mean, yeah, we squirrel brain all the time, but yeah. I'm, I'm happier about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The break was great, dude. Like I am not only for my marriage, I am super, super happy about that because quite frankly, I love my wife and I felt like a total dick, you know, with the situation. And she also said, she's like, I feel like an asshole. I didn't see things out from you were seeing them, but you know, it was just, there needs to be a defining moment for something you you need something to happen for the change and you know it's just a matter of getting there right. i think you all will and taking a break like i'm sorry i went a little squirrel there but taking the break from the podcast helped me also see clarity with what i needed with my marriage what i needed with my business what i needed with my life to make an adjustment to get things where i want them to be in five years i can't look at 80 uh, being 80 years old when I'm 42, you know, it's like, hey, dumbass, you, you got a few years in between that you might want to pay attention to, you know, and this break has been so healthy for that because now I'm getting back into my podcast, which means I'm getting better at this. I'm going to start recording. I, I actually did one today and I'm <laughs> six and I were talking about it and I had pulled probably podcast 101 butthead move of not paying attention to make sure that my recorder was done properly. And I had so many technical issues. I'm like, this sucks, but it's good because it happened. And now we're getting that built up and now starting things over a break is okay. And if you are in a job and you need a break, you got to find a way to make that break happen. Yep. Absolutely. Well said, man. But Hey, let us know what you all think, man. Like what is your way, your signs of needing to take a break? What do you do to effectively take one? What are some things you're, Willing, but haven't uh, tried yet. Like, and then as what Brian said, like, if you're abrasive to it, if you're not willing to, then the, it boils down to the question is why, right? You don't have to tell us, but just ask yourself that question: Why? You know what I mean? Is it hard? Is it expensive? Is there no other alternative? Who knows, man? And maybe fully understanding what that why is can help you find your answer. Hey, let us know what y'all think. Uh, hit us up on our comments, our social medias, our email, our website. The absolute best way to get in touch with us and have these sort of conversations with us is on our Discord channel through our Patreon. We have all sorts of conversations like this uh, with all our, our patrons and our members. On that note, hey, you know, um, when you need that break, just take it or find a way to make it happen. And then if it's and if it's too much or you're abrasive to it, just ask yourself why. On that note, hey, thank thank you, Brian, for coming again. And everybody, thank you all for listening. We'll see you all again on the next one. Later, Bye. everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody.
We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformaintenance.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.